this is Masajati. Welcome to my podcast, Exponential Intelligence. This podcast is on Behind the Glamour. And with me is uh, Crystal. Crystal, how are you? I'm great. You know, everyone is talking today. It just made public about Brangelina is RIP gone. I kind of heard about it. I don't really follow up the, on the news trends. Unfortunately, really? people, everyone felt the need to talk to me about it. It's just day one and I'm already <laughs> over it, to be completely honest. <laughs> wow, I was over it before I knew about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so for those that are listening... Brangelina is Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie when they got mm -hmm. married. The whole public, everyone went crazy and calling them Brangelina. And then they got all these kids. And now they announced today that they filed for divorce. Wow. So much focus on celebrity love. You know, from that celebrity love, we think that uh, everything's all fantastic. Everything's all beautiful, you know, on the Hollywood side. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, we fail to notice, you know, the details behind the glamour that we see or the, you know, the glamour that's out there for us. Yes. And this podcast is about pulling back that curtain. You're giving us a different perspective on a handful of well-known celebrity relationships. And then we have for you, our listeners, a very powerful extended meta-healing circling love, romance, and public perception. You said some, a lot of powerful quotes. Truth has no judgment. Truth is not good and not bad. Oh, wow. I said that? That's yes. Nice. Uh, Very. That's, wow. Makes me uh, tear up. That's true. Oh, Another one that I like that you said during the meta-healing. If a relationship sucks, it's not a judgment call. It just is what it is. It's like calling the color blue, blue. Ask yourself, are you congruent? Do you reflect what's private in public spaces with your relationship? Look into your eyes and see what they say. Your heart beckons for that deep relationship. Said all that? Cool. <laughs> a teenager, did you ever look to a celebrity couple? Um, yeah, actually I did. Heart to Heart. They weren't really a celebrity couple. But do you remember that show, Heart to Heart? No. I'm sure people listening are probably smiling right now. <laughs> yeah. It was Robert Wagner and I forgot the other woman, but they portrayed like the perfect couple mm -hmm. that I wanted to say emulate. Uh, and just recently I was at a restaurant in Peru and it was a posh restaurant and they had all celebrities and uh, on one of the pictures and I actually took a photo of it, it was um, Marilyn Monroe. And um, Joe DiMaggio. Mm -hmm. Marilyn Monroe is granted as the sexiest woman alive in her day. She was the first to grace the cover of Playboy magazine. Is. Right. Yeah. Many people attest <laughs> that she still is. She was the epitome of what female sexiness was. And she seemed to always be having these love affairs. John F. Kennedy, Joe DiMaggio. This was a woman who had the public in the palm of her hand. She yes. could get anything she wanted with a smile and a wink. And, you know, she was everywhere. Yes. There's a lot of women like that, actually. Not at her level, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, just a smile and a wink. I'm sure they can get anything that they needed or they want from a guy. Uh, a lot of women play up to that. Uh, again, very glamorous on the outside, mm -hmm. right? Very seductive. But uh, just tapping into them. You know, Joe DiMaggio was the only person that she felt safe with, mm -hmm. from what I'm seeing. 
he really cared for her uh, more than just say a lover or a sex object. He actually really, really cared for her. He's a super, super nice guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so ladies, this is the kind of guy that say would be a marrying type, uh, very exciting uh, as well as, you know, very, um, very protective. So again, that's where she felt the safest. Uh, all the other relationships that she had uh, came from an abuse type relationship, um, and not you know not not, got, not getting like sexually abused, but she could never connect. She was always afraid deep inside. You know, uh, on the outside, very very confident, but then on the inside, very 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 insecure, and that is actually what drew a lot of men in. And that's part of that sexiness because men, they, they want to be that knight in shining, shining armor that's mm-hmm. going to save this beautiful woman, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why she had that allure uh, and she still does. She, d- she plays it off really well uh, as they showing the seductive side of being vulnerable. But, uh, you know, uh, on, on a scale of zero to, say, 10, she would be uh, like at a, nine or, or a 10, uh, as far as say vulnerability. Hmm. Uh, so she never felt safe. Say the normal people that I work with, their love lives really parallel from what I see in Hollywood scene. Celebrities are humans. We're, we're all really True. just the same. <laughs> uh, their wealth and fame really bring, uh, well, more of a magnification mm-hmm. to the weaknesses or the distortions that they have. Right. And we're also talking about like public fig- figures, politicians. I mean, we are constantly hearing about scandals in the press with <laughs> celebrities and public figures getting divorces left and right. Why do do we as a society feed off of this type of information? It seems like it's it's always trending. People want to know that there's maybe somebody out there that's having something that they don't have. They're having that desire right, of wanting something, say, grandiose or wanting that perfect storybook couple that they can emulate and wish for that mm-hmm. they were, right, because they're not getting it in, in their lives. Mm-hmm. So. What do you see with your kids? Because you are a father of six children. Six, a- yes. And who, and who do they look for? I mean, do they, are they emulating, like, the Kardashians? Like, are they wanting to be, like, Kim Kardashian and Kanye or? <laughs> <laughs> no, Half my kids, three of them, they're in their teens and, you know, they don't really follow. They think all that stuff is really fake. They're a little more intuitive, I, I think, than most kids. They want to understand the truth, although they might delve into it, although they're into the pop culture, you know, they get their hairstyle or the clothing. They mm-hmm. never get, say, sucked into it. They always come back to, say, an anchor. So, Moss, with this episode mm-hmm. behind the glamour. Yes, when I think of glamour, I think of beautiful people, um, just someone who has everything and is mm-hmm. everything, and mm-hmm. you look up to them. So, you know, that's a picture that, well, Hollywood, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a great place to create what's really not there. Uh, you know, for, uh, again, for most of those individuals, you know, the, the glamour that we see, that, the glamour that we want to emulate aren't, isn't really there for those people. You know, uh, if you look into um, uh, Brad Pitt, Angelina, mm-hmm. you know, as I read them, and again, I don't follow the trends. I don't follow people or anything like that. I can, uh, you know, I can just tap into 
tap into them and see what they're like. Right. Uh, they, they feel like a brother sister couple. Uh, and I'm not knocking anybody down. I'm just seeing what I see. Mm-hmm. Right? Just like if you had a private, say, session with me, uh, just tapping into Brad. Um, you know, he looks really, say, sexy and that cool guy and everything. But deep down inside, he's just really a quiet guy, a nice guy, kind of almost like a hurt kid from what I'm seeing uh, that he's never, say, resolved out of. So uh, it doesn't make, say, a man uh, that's really sensual and sexual, especially in the bedroom, especially when they're, you know, both, say, brother, sister type feel to them, uh, to each other. So the sex isn't that, say, fantastic, that great. Um, uh, Angelina, uh, she comes from, say, an abuse type frequency. Um, and I'm not going to get into the detail because that's her personal stuff. Um, um, but, uh, again, a sense of abuse, uh, f- uh, from what I'm seeing. So if the marriage is a really, really good, if the sex is really, really good, which isn't true in this case, uh, everything is perfect. She would still say, uh, have something wrong or feel that there's something, say, distorted or wrong, and she'd have to, say, break apart or break away or do something that would be, say, abusive uh, to herself. Well, I can actually help both of them out uh, with that to really, say, move it out of her space. Uh, she she might actually have, say, uh, um, well, digestive issues or organ, you know, feminine organ type issues. Uh, it doesn't come from a physical source, by the way. Uh, it's more of a spiritual uh, distortion uh, that she feels in that area. I think of Angelina and Brad Pitt as Mr. and Mrs. Smith, that movie. They were very hot and steamy in that. They And mm-hmm. I think that's when the love affair started with them, if mm-hmm. I recall, according to tabloids, at least. And sure. Brad Pitt, I mean, he's like one of the sexiest men alive. And so and Angelina Jolie sure. is drop dead gorgeous. And mm-hmm. then they've traveled around the world and they have all these kids. Right. And they just seem like they have such the per- perfect life. So right. what you're seeing and what you're reading is it's probably shocking to a lot of people. Or, or maybe it's not because we're, we're li- our listeners are conscious individuals. Of course. Uh, of course. But, you know, look where their relation ended up. You mm-hmm. know, if it was that glamorous, if it was that perfect, um, they wouldn't uh, be divorced, right? So obviously there was something going on. <laughs> so what do our listeners have to gain from these, you know, glamorous type, celebrity type love affairs? Uh, I think what's going to happen is like, uh, you know, you're going to resonate. Oh, wait a second. That sounds like me. It's a natural tendency for me. As I tap into people, I work on them. So as you're listening and if it sounds like you, just note that I'm working on you as well to help you say release those patterns that these famous individuals have. There's a lot of public couples that decided to do reality TV shows together. There was the Ozzy Osbournes. Uh, They were kind of one of the creators of reality TV. Sharon and Ozzy Osbourne, and we got led into their lives. They've been having a really rocky relationship the last year. uh, You know, they're kind of like a boomerang or an elastic band, you know, a rubber band. They'll like split apart and they'll smack into each other over and over and over and over again. They'll never really completely disconnect. Even if they got a divorce, from what I'm seeing, they'll always be in each other's space. They'll always be connected um, uh, because they, well, they complete each other in a distorted sort of way. But they both need each other. Um, uh, Again, in a distorted way to feel complete 
But when they start feeling complete, they sense that that completeness doesn't come from their own identity. And that's why they have to like snap back or pull back and then they get lost and then they need that connection again. So what happens is that they're incomplete. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they come back together just like a rubber band, you know, that you pull them apart. Right. Uh, And then they feel really, really incomplete. Uh, And they identify with each other knowing that um, that puzzle piece that she or he has Mm -hmm. fits with them. So when they come back together, they feel like united. Okay? But then in a very short time, in the longer the time frame uh, of, say, their physical existence together, uh, the shorter that time frame uh, becomes. So in a short period of time, what happens is that they start to understand that that completeness that they're like feeling okay, is not making them feel complete anymore. It's not them that's you know, making them complete. It's something foreign outside of them that's making themselves feel complete. You know, as we talk about in the podcast, if you've, uh, what exponential intelligence is, you know, the physical abundance is only say 1% of what truly makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Right? And then everything, you know, we say that, you know, being in the limelight, you know, is really hard on a relationship. That's, that's not true at all. You know, 50% of all marriages end up in uh, in a divorce or some sort of cheating, right? So does Hollywood really do that to you? Probably not. It's just everybody, I guess, uh, has that same situation or same problem. What are the takeaways for our listeners uh, about this? Why do these people have interest to us? You know, Brangelina was always right. trending. Ozzy Osbourne's had a whole reality show about this. Marilyn Monroe is the poster woman for a passionate woman, of course. but all that is just smoke and mirrors. It is. Uh, <laughs> it is. Uh, I think people want to gravitate to that or follow what's going on. Not that they think that it's real, right? Probably deep in their mind, you know, they've, they've experienced enough, say Hollywood stuff to know that it's probably not real. Uh, but you know, People like to have a fantasy. That's why people like to go to movies, right? Because they can get out of their own lives. So seeing somebody or following somebody, you know, that looks glamorous or feels glamorous, uh, that plays the part, right? They have everything that you think uh, that you need to be, say, perfect. Mm -hmm. And those people emulate that. So, you know, jumping out of their lives and then, you know, jumping into somebody else's life, which makes them feel, say, better or more wishful thinking that, well, somebody out there has mm-hmm. that perfect life that I want, mm-hmm. right? So they're always a striving. Um, the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. Of course. <laughs> of course. That is so true. It really is that simple. And so when we start to fantasize about these celebrity relationships and how glamorous yes. they may seem... It, not only is it, it's fun for us. The way exponential intelligence defines like true love, true romance, the, the glamour that we see pales in comparison uh, to the beauty, the grace, the sensuality, the sexuality, the true sex it goes way beyond what the Hollywood types even can imagine. Uh, most of those individuals that follow those, you know, these, these Hollywood type, well, they're probably not having to say the best love affair uh, in themselves. So to romanticize you know, about somebody else's love affair. Of course, it's, uh, it's probably good. You know, I've, I've heard enough people say that, you know, the, the movie stars, uh, once they get to meet them, uh, they're not that big. 
you know, they're not that grand. Uh, they're not even saying nice people. And I think actually, you know, people don't want to hear that stuff, mm-hmm. you know, that because we're breaking their idols. Who wants to, you know, somebody that you look up to and go, oh, well, you know, they're not having that fantastic of a relationship. That's where, you know, the divorce comes as such a shock to them. It's like, yeah, and, you know, the, yes, they are real people. Yes, they have issues. It's more of a shock because we actually think that there could be somebody at that level of, say, intimacy, uh, romance, uh, but they weren't. That's where the sadness comes in. Another great takeaway for listeners is, I mean, would you say it's 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 fine for them to enjoy the fantasy, right? Just as long as they recognize it's a fantasy. <laughs> well, does it have to be a fantasy? Why couldn't you create that in your own life? You know, what stops you? And, you know, the purpose of this podcast is not to, you know, debunk uh, those people that we talked about. Uh, it's really to help you say resonate because there's a lot of people that resonate with these famous couples, right? Uh, to help you see that distortion in your own self so you can say grow beyond it and then create this fantasy within your own life. I mean, how perfect of a fantasy would that be if it really actually came true for you? Right. Uh, I've actually helped a lot of people a lot of couples uh, uh, acquire much more than, you know, what we see on the Hollywood stage. Uh, And it's real. Right. That's when you hear those stories in the New York Times where it's like a couple's been married for 60 years and they still love each other. They love each other more today than they did when they first met. Of course. Those Those are the love affairs. Yeah, those are the timeless love affairs. And I call them timeless because... Well, they step out of bound. They step outside of the time distortions and so on. That's why they always stay fresh. Well, thank you for kind of opening up the curtain for us so we can see what's going on behind stage in these glamorous love affairs. Of course. uh, My pleasure. Mm -hmm. Uh, The meta healing is about uh, being congruent. So what you see, say, behind the doors, uh, you actually say live outside. So, so they're both, both your lives, the private and what you see outside. Um, unlike the Hollywood types that we talked about, uh, you're living in congruency. So you're actually living the trueness uh, that you emulate on the outside behind closed doors. Very, very powerful. So let's go ahead and get started. Uh, whether you're sitting, standing, lying down. Let's give you a second or two. Another deep breath in, and now that you've chosen your space, sitting, standing, lying down, as you get comfortable, noticing your shoulders, noticing your head, you're noticing your neck, the back, uh, complete from the top of your back down to the small of your back, just feeling it relax, release. As we take that next breath in, nice and deep as a group, wondering how large the group is. The reason why that's so so important is we exhale, perhaps slowing down our breath, uh, is that it creates momentum. There's always strength in numbers. We use that momentum to go further faster, pull us out of ruts, 
that we uh, keep falling back in by creating the same old patterns over and over again. Breath in again, nice and deep. Asking ourselves, how do I connect to pure source even stronger? Uh, again, that question, how do I connect to pure source even stronger? Even if you're new, you've heard this for the first time. And just help you understand do um, an imagination scenario for you. Uh, whether you follow along with it or not doesn't really matter. Just helping you understand what I reprogram or how I reprogram you. So if you want to kick back, relax, fall asleep, it's fine too. So just noticing yourself, noticing yourself in your mind's eye standing up whether you are standing up or not. Again, in your mind's eye, go ahead and do that. As you look at your clothes, what are you wearing? The same outfit that you're currently wearing? Or is it something else? You look around. Are you in the same room? Or have you been transported somewhere else? You look around closely on your left side, you'll see a full length mirror. There we go. And before we get into looking at yourself, a good number of you already did. I mean, not resonating with what you saw at first initial reaction. It's okay. But look at the details of the mirror, the frame of the mirror. Is it against a wall? Is it freestanding? How far are you away from that mirror? You're far enough away to see your complete reflection from head to foot. If you are perfect, if you're not, if you're too far, you can't see the details of your face. Let's go ahead and move forward a bit. And what we're going to do on the count of five, start scanning up from the feet. Deep breath in. Zero. One, two, three, four, and five. And start scanning up, noticing your feet, seeing that reflection in that mirror coming up into your knees, your hips your midsection, and starting to feel 
the essence of who you are, your chest, your throat, your mouth, your nose, your eyes, looking straight into your eyes. And asking yourself, are you congruent? Do you reflect what's private uh, in public spaces with your relationship? Or on the flip side, uh, do other people see something else in your public life that you don't resonate with or you don't necessarily experience in your private? Take a look at those eyes. Whether they're painful, just keep staring. interesting how truth can come out so vividly. There's no judgment, by the way. Truth has no judgment. Truth is not good, not bad. So take another deep breath in as you keep staring at your eyes in that reflection. Notice when you start thinking of your own relationship. Look at your eyes, see what they say. I'll give you a moment. By the way, if that relationship sucks... It's not a judgment call. It just is. Calling uh, the color blue, blue. Whether there's feelings of joy, more attraction for your partner, or totally the opposites, uh, again, it is what it is. Just note it. All those hidden truths, dirty lies, are just coming out. 
no matter what persona you portray on the outside, As you note where you are, how you're feeling, as I continue to work on you to help you reprogram, uh, I just get the sense that a lot of you really want to break away from that relationship right into that fairy tale relationship that you, your heart. It beckons for. <clears throat> Take that deep breath in. Step back uh, in your mind's eye. Or if you can't physically stand, if you're standing up, take up a few steps back. Make it as real as possible. Whether that relationship was good that you saw as you looked into your eyes or something that you want to break free from. Now, this could be better for those relationships that were good or perfect, higher form. Now, obviously, if it's not that perfect, again, coming into a better, much better relationship, you look around you. Uh, there's a nice rock or anything else that you want to throw out that window, um, that mirror. On my end, is you act out. My end, just helping you say delete those files for you. Since we're talking about Hollywood, might as well be dramatic, right? There we go. Noting your breath, picking up that rock or whatever object, looking at it, looking at the details, how heavy it is, what it feels like. Is it cold? Is it warm? Is it a rock? Is it something else? Go even deeper by counting backwards from five to one, five, four, three, closer and closer, two, staring at that object, one, zero, projecting your thoughts, your hates, your desires uh, of that relationship right into that rock, removing it from your own, say, identity, placing it in the rock or object, 
where it's outside of you. Notice how you feel. Perhaps a sense of release. Some of you a sense of fear. Breath in again, nice and deep as we pull back our hands, getting ready to throw that rock, right? That mirror. And we'll do that on the count of three. Deep breath in. And I swing back. One. Two. And three. Just throwing that rock, shattering that mirror. Shattering any incongruencies. Shattering your identity. Both in private and public. And helping you release any distortions, incongruencies. As we end, noting your breath, some of the detox symptoms, again, feeling shallow, feeling empty, feeling incomplete. Right. Uh, and then the positive sign, feeling elated, right. gaining your own strength, setting you free. So either way, just note. A transformational process. Some of your relationships will probably end right, because they need to. Uh, on the flip side, if it's a, that person is meant for you, you will get closer. Something else that you have to do. You'll naturally get to get uh, guided. You can stay at the space for as long as you wish. I highly encourage you to do so. As long as you do, you'll always you'll be connected to that mastermind which keeps uh, perpetuating you to a higher level. It will feel like I'm still continuing to work on you. As we end, notice what you notice.